Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 36 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined, as always, by none other than my mainest man, Willie Saylor. We're coming at you on a Friday special edition. Although, really, Willie, at this point, which, which of these are not special editions? They are, they are also special to me. Um, Willie, would you agree with that? They're special. We got to get on a more. It's tough to be on a regular schedule. Um, you know, we want to do it Mondays and Thursdays is what we said, but we're traveling so much it gets goofy. It's goofy. So we're coming at you on a Friday. What a way to start kind of ushering the weekend for those of you that um, this is your last day getting ready for the weekend. And um, shoot, we got a lot to get into. We knew yesterday there, there wasn't any way we were going to touch on all the things we want to touch on. So um, we're doing this again today. And. We talked about officiating yesterday, and we raised the ire in some of you. And it was said that, hey, don't bag on the officials so much. Um, You've never been an official, so how can you um, criticize them? How can you come at them in this way? One, I say to that person, no, I will not, (laughs) and we will not. So that's number one. Two, to this person slash people. I would say, unless you've had a wrestling-related radio show, you should not um, comment or opine on <laughs> wrestling-related re- radio show hosts, okay? So, because by your logic, unless you have an experience in that field, you that should preclude you from being able to opine or speak neg- negatively about them. So applying your logic, you need to be quiet unless you can show me your wrestling-related um, radio show. Of course, that's a joke. We welcome feedback. Well, look, as... there's a couple things going on there, right? I mean, first of all, to, for somebody to say we shouldn't complain about officiating because we've never been an official, I mean, so I, I shouldn't complain about my doctor either. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're not allowed to complain about anything unless you're done. That's just stupid. But 
in a grander scheme, people that comment, they're just, I mean, do we have to even address this? Some people say stupid crap underneath everything. Well, sometimes and- I just want to address them, okay? And yeah. I want people to know that we are not intimidated by these these internet bullies. <laughs> I'm kidding. Now. But speaking of bad officiating, let's bring up one more a little quick bad officiating. You love it. Story. I've never met anybody that I never met anybody that loved to continue to rip on bad calls as much as I do than you. <laughs> this is why we it was destiny that we would that we would unite. Gwiz Dom quarterfinal. I'm gonna be real quick about this. Dom Bradley in on a shot. It's tied four four. He takes a shot right off the whistle, runs his feet. Gwiz goes straight out of bounds, and they call it a straight push. I have no words. I was, I was, I saw, I was completely perplexed. I'm like, that is the definition of what a push that was. I mean, nothing against either of these guys, but Gwiz evaded straight back out of bounds for safety uh, to not get taken down. It was, it was a wrestling move. It wasn't a straight push or anything resembling that. But these officials can't get on the same page. I saw that identical hold executed <sighs> um, countless times and given a point. And this ref um, w- was stubborn. He tried to give um, – yeah, he was terrible. He should have given the push-out point. So for the listeners listeners at home, you know, you, you can get a, a, a quote-unquote push-out point for driving your guy out of bounds. But you're – the officials are told. I mean, the rule is you're not supposed to just push your guy out of bounds. Just like straight arm push, elbows shouldn't right. you know, extend, whatever. So, but sometimes these officials don't. <laughs> I don't know what they're looking at. They're look. They're looking to get involved. They're looking to be cute. They're looking to be. Oh, look at me! I know this little um, idiosyncrasy of this rule, and I'm going to show you how. But no, you just got it wrong, and may have cost Don Bradley the win. And it's it's dumb. I, you should have done better there. So we will not stop talking about officials. And Never. um, yeah. So that's that's our little intro. That's how we're getting into it. And let's get into more things that irritate us. Okay, Fila changed its name from a shoe brand to the longest acronym known to man, <laughs> UWW. It's seven syllables just to say this thing. And Willie, I, I, have you had enough of this acronym? Four months into it, I I'm you know what last night on Twitter there was people saying um, hey why don't we just call it U Dub and on occasion I have called it U Dub Dub but and then so on Twitter I said yeah let's call it U Dub let's 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 let that be a thing but you know what no I refuse I'm not calling it U Dub I'm just gonna call it Fila and if people don't like it too bad I think we can't really call it Fila anymore I'm calling it Fila. You, well, don't don't write it down. You can say it here. That you have a sanctuary here, but we can't. That's misleading. We can't mislead the people. There's, then that's going to create all kinds of confusion in, in what's an already confused situation. But only our nat- the, our world international governing body would find an acronym that takes just as long to say as if you say the actual name of the orga- organization. United World Wrestling, yeah, UWW. It takes the same amount of time to say. The acronym doesn't even shorten it. Come on, people. Uh, there is also literature that was sent out um, to media people uh, a couple months ago that said it is not to be shortened to UWW. You are to officially well, good, it's not shorter. You are to officially um, write United World Wrestling. You are not to call it UW. You are not to say you to write UWW. Oh, I mean, okay. give me a break. Wow. 
can you are there not bigger fish to fry like um yeah ensuring competent officials let's let's work on that instead of what people are calling you all right um so a couple quick little rants there let's get to the sophomore big board came out today and the question was raised spencer lee dayton fix question mark who is it who's the guy and um that prompted a little bit of a conversation before this show between Willie and I where, Willie, you got under my skin. Do you want to uh, extend uh, on what you were saying there a little bit earlier? Hey, oh, you. I got under your skin, so you explain. Here's the situation. Spencer Lee, in the class of, I guess it's 2017, right, sophomores, um, it's been Spencer Lee and everybody else. Uh, Spencer Lee has just dominated people, and um, – there's really been no, uh, I mean, I, like any other class I've ever seen, there's never been um, who's number one, this guy or this guy or this group or these five guys, who's the best. It's been Spencer Lee. It's Spencer Lee and everybody else. Now, Dayton Fix goes out there and he's working college guys. I mean, he's just torching them. And so you got to think, hey, is, is Dayton, Dayton Fix now in this conversation? Mm-hmm. So that's all I'm saying, and then that spawned a debate between me and you, right? In which you're uh, you're reading some of the comments, and you're like, "Yeah, someone, uh, someone said Spencer Lee doesn't wrestle anybody," and I'm like, "Come on!" And you're like, "Well, uh, basically saying, well, it's kind of true. He doesn't wrestle anybody." Which uh, I'm not right? saying. I'm not saying he doesn't quote unquote wrestle anybody. I'm saying he hasn't wrestled. He didn't wrestle anybody that's going to give him any problem in the last calendar year, uh, other than Cadet Worlds. I mean, he wrestled. He wrestled, he wrestled in one tournament where the outcome was um, in question, or like, you know, it was interesting. The Super 32 finals? Or are you talking about no this year? I'm talking about Cadet Worlds last year. Yeah, but he, well, here's a, he, I mean, is Pennsylvania wrestling not a thing anymore? Well... Now, to his credit, I mean, I, I'm not trying to discredit Spencer Lee in any way, shape, or form. We'll I, I, like what I'm what I'm talking about is, I you know maybe it's surface level stuff. Like Spencer didn't wrestle. Spencer didn't wrestle anybody and beat anybody that made you say, "Wow." You know what I mean? Like, is that not a byproduct of people wanting to be away from him? Yes, it is. I him mean, like, like th- I mean. Plague? Yeah, sure. You could say that. Yep. Well, then I, I think... I, I, no, okay. So, but, but, but what you're what I mean, you're he coming at me... Franklin regional schedule, it's pretty tough. I, he... Right. But what you're coming at me with is, what you're coming at me with is, well, that's not Spencer's fault. I'm not saying it's Spencer's fault. If people run away from you, that's not your fault. If people are not in your galaxy, um, Talent-wise, that's not your fault. Your ability-wise, that's not your fault. And I'm not saying it's Spencer Lee's fault. I'm saying that Spencer Lee did not wrestle Steven Meechich. Right. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Now, I kept Spencer Lee at number one. Mm. Um, and I think everybody on the planet would, right? I'm not yeah, saying I, I, I'm not saying that I'm a genius by any stretch of the imagination. What I'm saying is I kept at number one. Um when you you know when you're looking at college potential, Spencer Lee's top ability is just otherworldly. So otherworldly, okay, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you on this. Just uh, I I feel like you know 
he's a, a victim of his own perhaps legendary status and now but, he but killed wait. and he killed and the other thing is if he had some close i mean he just he uh, destroyed um Danny Vega who just won uh UWW Juniors and that's like not even talked about because um it wasn't even close like maybe if he beat him by 5 it would maybe people won't, but he just rolls them up like they're like they're sixth graders and you don't even think about it but he like tech pinned or just destroyed Danny Vega well, I mean, you're saying, right? I, in on one hand, you're right that you don't give him you don't give him as much credit for smashing this guy or smashing that guy or like um, kind of dominating Taya Gacy at um, Powerade. Taya Gacy, really good state champ for in New Jersey. Um, in Sammy Sasso, a thing. He's good too, right? He's a freshman. Spencer's a sophomore. I'm sorry. All right. It's good well, okay. So maybe, maybe in that regard, he's a victim of this and he's a victim of that, and and you don't give him credit for this because he's just expected to win. But on the other hand, I mean, how is he a victim? He's ranked number one in every category. <laughs> how is he a victim? Free Spencer Lee, poor kid. Um, no, he's not a victim. All right, Mark Hall. Let's talk about him. I feel like we didn't even get into the tournament he had last <clears throat> week just because there there's so many things on our plate and you know. We didn't. What What were your takeaways from his tournament? I thought he looked uh, fantastic, albeit um, he struggled to get to the legs a little bit. Is this a? And maybe he doesn't need to get to legs, but is that's this, been a that's been the book on him forever. I mean, that's what I I've seen that out of Mark Hall since he was in eighth grade. Um, does that is that a is that a is that a red flag? No, he's getting better with it though. Okay. He's getting better with it. Um, my breakdown of the match with Anthony Valencia and Mark Hall going into who's number one was that Anthony Valencia shoots doubles, and so so Mark Hall's Mark Hall's mo is you you get in on a leg and he counters you right. Mm -hmm. So going into who's number one, I was like he's not going to be able to do that because a blast double is not. A, a shot that you can counter. It either works or it doesn't work, but you can't counter it. Right. So how is Mark going to score? Now, he is has gotten better starting with that match. He's gotten better at creating his own offense. Um, and he was the one, he was the aggressor in the Valencia match, going upper body, forcing Valencia into positions that uh, – Anybody would be uncomfortable in so, and so Mark Hall has been better at creating his own offense, um, and, and and though you may not have seen it in the null final, you could see it in other matches leading up to the final. So there there are times when Mark is um, almost exclusively a counter wrestler, but now there are there are also times. Uh, where he does create his own offense. Yeah. Um, is there any hope? Can Nolf wrestle back in, at the trials? Do you think he can give him a closer match? Do you think there's adjustments to be made out there? Or is Hall should Hall just teched him and it just, you know, a couple little things kept that match closer than it really was? No, I don't think. I thought Mark wrestled about as bad as he could in the finals. Really? Uh, and he still blew my mind. Yeah. So I mean, you, if you're gonna let, here's the thing. So Nolf, Hall, you're, you're saying no chance for Nolf. 
No, I mean, I'm saying no chance for no. Wow. I'm, I'm saying like uh, everybody. If you talk to people really that that know, has watched Mark Hall for a long time, um, they'll say that the the sort of knock on Mark, and this is this is one thing that I'm concerned about with him potentially going into Junior Worlds, is that the one one thing Mark he lets you in on his legs. Right. Like, like he he almost has no regard for if you get in on his legs because he's so comfortable there. Right? right, almost like almost like Askren was. You want to be in on my legs? That's fine. I'll figure something out. Right. Um, what what I would say about Mark is that his counters uh, are freestyle specific and freestyle. They they transition. You know, he's. I think he's got that awareness that you know he can he can counter so excellently in the freestyle way. He's not rolling across his back to get scores. Um, he's you know. Doing things that translate, so I'm not sure if I'm if I'm as worried. And I and I don't know. I mean, a part of me feels like maybe Nolf can make a couple adjustments and, and keep keep a match close. Me, maybe how, take one. Let but, me ask you. Let me ask you something. How how can he make adjustments if you are in as deep as Nolf was and cannot score? How, how what he, adjustments do you make? What do you mean cannot score? He scored. He scored points. He scored leg attack takedowns. Uh, you can shore up your finishes, make adjustments. There's adjustments to be made for Jason Nolf. You need to. You have to acknowledge that. Listen, Mark. Mark bailed on a couple shots when when he was up by seven points. Why? Why? Because he's not going to risk giving up four. Or he. Or he. How how would Jason Nolf for him? He finishes how, how the does, same how way does, every time. How does anybody for anybody? I mean. Did, Jason, that's not how Jason Nolf really finished. Hall gave up some academic takedowns. Okay. Uh, and I'm saying, one, Hall acknowledged he felt tired. Um, two, Nolf. That's all I mean. I'm tell, I said it. Okay. Well, I said oh, it. Mark, so, Mark wrestled about as bad as he could, and I think Mark would tell you that. Mark can't get tired again, so this will never happen again. He'll never get tired. There won't be six challenges. All right, I bet you a hundred bucks. Who you got? You got no? I'm not betting a hundred dollars. I'm not betting anything. I'm just no. I'm I, my point here is you're being entirely too dismissive uh, of Nolf, and I think it's more in the balance than you're recognizing. Hall's the favorite. Hall could attack and won that match, but I'm saying there there's some changes that could be made, and uh, what whatever. I've been high higher on Jason Nolf than you all along, and I'll continue no, to be. How is that? That's not being. Since I'm not the, being. Uh, I'm not being bullish on uh, or bearish on um, Jason Nolf. What I'm saying you is be embarrassed. That was terrible. <laughs> you loved it. Uh, I'm saying that I don't have Nolf over Hall. I think, I think Nolf is amazing. Yeah. When, when, when did L I ever say anything? Listen, bad listen. That's what I do. You you take a a slight take in one direction, and I say that you are the extreme of that opinion okay i've done that the entire time we've had this show i'm not sure why episode 36 this is blowing your mind but um yeah i i think i think you are still in all seriousness being a little little too dismissive of jason nolf and you know what maybe he can he can take I'm that not, not dismissive of nolf i'm not dismissive of nolf against hall you don't even think he's gonna start next year okay let's move on no um aaron pico Keeping with the juniors, the juniors. I'm sorry, the juniors were kind of the juice of, of a lot of the weekend. I mean, there was a lot of uh, 
fr- frankly, I, I, found, I, know. I found I found a lot of the matchups a little more interesting, some of the personalities more interesting. If it weren't for Tony Ramos and uh, Kyle Snyder. Well, we saw that, we, we said that going in. I mean, for those of you at home um, listening, when we're when we're going into an event, when we're preparing for an event, uh, you know, a week or two in advance, on on Flow Wrestling, the site itself, we're like, okay, what do we want to highlight? What do we want to write about in the lead up to the event? What do we want to focus on? What is going to be our points of emphasis? Essentially, what are people going to get excited about and, that we're excited and we, about? We plan, like we plan our content um, very diligently, and going into U.S. Open Week. Christian and I said, "Listen, I mean, the the junior division is is the one that I think that present, presents the most um, appeal and intrigue." And uh, it turned out that that's exactly kind of what it was. Yeah, that was a fact. So Aaron Pico, um, he, I'm wondering, uh, and I'm trying to figure out how how to express this, but I've noticed. You know, he's also re- always wrestled a super physical style, right? But are we noticing more of a, a, an extracurricular side? Oh. Not just in the people engaging him. You know, he and Bannister, I knew before that match started, and I tweeted that fact, it was going to be, you know, a club fest. Those guys, Bannister does not back down. He's got super heavy hands, and we know what Pico's got. So I knew that was going to be uh, a collision of wills and it could potentially get testy and it they basically had like a five second fight for a little bit there yeah it was awesome yeah it was kind of cool you know um and then you know there's a lot of words exchange coming from pico now i'm noticing he's getting you know from the metcalf match that they had and now with banister and saying stuff to um zane and coach sanderson i'm like what what's going on here is he a I mean, is he just so fired up that this is just coming out? And there's a lot of wrestlers that do this. But is this a new thing? Because Pico, uh, I feel like this was not who he was a year ago. And he's still so young, kind of coming into his own. I'm not saying he's changed for the worse or the better. I'm saying, is this kind of what Pico's evolving to now? Well, I mean, it kind of get tiresome, right? I mean, whether or not it is a fact, um, if your perception is these guys that are wrestling you and he's made it very uh, abundantly clear that he thinks and I, I don't necessarily agree with him on this point but he makes it abundantly clear that he thinks that uh Rutherford wants to distract him by poking in the eyes by clubbing heads by doing extracurricular stuff now i don't necessarily agree with him i don't really see it i mean maybe i should go watch the matches and look a little closer at what Rutherford's doing with his hands, but I don't really see it. But if that's what Pico thinks he's doing, if the, if if Pico thinks that guys are going to go after, go out there and wrestle him, and they don't, he doesn't think that um, they can beat him, but they're going to try to frustrate him, then that explains his his reaction. Yeah, yeah, I guess I the just the talking and the I I don't know I don't know I feel like this is not something we saw from him, you know, a year ago. And is he, you know, is he taking on a, a, a persona here? Well, I don't think he's taking on a persona. I think I think that Aaron Pico gets in the zone uh, about as as much as anybody does. If he flips a switch, um, you know, and and that's nothing new. But but Aaron Pico really um, takes it to extremes, like. 
he is the nicest human being off the mat, out Completely. of the circle. And then when he's in the mat, uh, in the match, he's super dialed in. He's super focused and, and intense. So, um, yeah, that's maybe who he is. And is he talking more? Is he being more brash? Is he being uh, even more physical? Um, sure, maybe. But who cares? That's awesome. No, I think I, it's great. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I'm just making observations and <clears throat> um, talking about it. So that's that's Aaron Pico. I think. I mean, you know, in his hey, in is, his is interviews. He, He's he's very blunt in his interviews, and if you're gonna say is he a bad boy, I guess um, in wrestling where people are old fuddy duddies most of the time and everything's freaking bland, like, well, you say this, this is how you should say it, and you should win with dignity, and you should you should um, be a certain way on the mat because that's what wrestlers do. Uh, <laughs> give me a break. It's a very intense emotional sport and you should say what you want to say and you should do what you want to do i love tony ramos i love aaron pico okay um fair enough one thing i'll say or ask and is you know he's he's train he's wrestling in all these international tournaments and I, are people just approaching him differently there than they are here and that's like kind of a frustration to him that the strategies are so different and that maybe guys are a little chippier here uh than maybe they are overseas when he's wrestling these senior level guys i don't think so i think that's looking i think that's looking too much into it he's he basically said something to that effect in his interview afterwards like you know in international wrestling people aren't allowed to do this that's why we threw the challenge cubes because um, well that's that's more i I took away from that is that's on the officials. Like the officials are allowing them to do that. Per- perhaps, but it's not. Ha- well, whatever. It's kind of which came first, the chicken or the egg. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's a another thing is he he's treated he's wrestled a little bit differently overseas than he is here, where guys are uh, maybe looking to find a little edge that's kind of in the gray area of the rules. Um, um, speaking of, speaking of like Pico fighting with Rutherford and Bannister, man, that Bannister match was awesome. By oh, the way, if you haven't watched it, listen, already, go watch the Bannister I, match. I, I like both those guys. I mean, obviously I've known Pico a little longer. I think he's a great kid, but Bannister is a guy. I, yeah, I think he got teched in that match, but I came away yes, with sir. more respect. Uh, I know not that I didn't respect. He fought that entire, he didn't concede the tech he didn't yeah. he fought tooth and nail every step of the way in a match he was 100 percent outmatched in he was outmatched i never right. first of all i don't know when the last time alfred banister wrestled um freestyle was i've never okay. watched him wrestle and two he stayed in the fight and battled and fought for everything pico got to rear standing i think a few times and banister just i just saw a lot of hustle and grit from baby J, and it, it he was in my retro report, and now I'm feeling even better about having him in there. I think he's going to do a good job for Maryland. Yeah, I mean, that's you hear me say on the show a lot of times or write a lot of times about the assessment of certain wrestlers, and uh, I often say, for me, it's in the deed. It's For me, it's, it's not exactly on the scoreboard because a match could go a million different ways and on a certain day and all this and that, and... Um, if you watch that match, this is what I'm talking about. Um, was was he in the match? Like, like he was overmatched by Pico, right? 
but he was dominated on the scoreboard, but yet watching him wrestle, you walked away more impressed with Bannister than you were before you went into the match. Yeah. So how can you lose a match by 8 or 10 or 12 points and you still think more highly of that guy afterwards? Well, watch the match. Yeah, watch watch it. I think you'll, you'll be impressed. I mean, Pico texts guys on a regular basis. Um, I, I think you will be impressed. And obviously Zane, Zane Rutherford wrestled Pico very tough, but we mm-hmm. – Zane Rutherford, you know, he beat Logan Steber. The, the bar is high. Very high for Zane Rutherford. He's a cadet world champion um, and All-American. So we expect more maybe from him than we do Baby J. And Baby J really represented. So good job. Good job by him. Um, ready but you talk on? about Well, you talk about Pico in his fights with uh, Baby J and, 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 and Rutherford. How about – there were some girl fights, boy. Those I, girls were scrapping. I just had the one on my mat, um, and it was – there was a couple. Uh, Amanda Handy and um, Clago. Clago, yeah. And uh, there was another one. Oh, Jakara Winchester and uh, Jacobson, I think. It was it was it was good to see the fight out of them. Yeah, I mean these the 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 ladies scrap hard and put it put it on the line, um, and they had the the passion uh, really overflowed there for uh, Clago and Handy, and it was a. Uh, I was surprised. Honestly, I was like, man, is this going to be a, a match where it's just like it, it went so far beyond like uh, just shots exchanged and into the right. Um, the referee had like to, this had is to a, really hold them back. Like this is a fight uh, almost kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, I hope I know Claudio Claudio after the match was so emotional. You know, that was a final. So um, she had to go to the mix zone to do interviews and they had to. Before she went there, they had to hold her and be like, uh, "Let's let's get your emotions under under wraps before we go over there." She was fired up. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Um, it it was it was a scrap, and I I'm sitting there. I was like, my I don't even remember what I said. I was doing the call, and I just remember being like, "Oh my gosh, this is this is this is insane." I don't know what's going on right now, but yeah, you know the 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 tempers can be lost on all sides, so. Uh, fortunately, they were able to, you know, get it under control, and that was kind of the last incident of uh, where you really, you know, where there was anything resembling a fight, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. Um, but back to the juniors. Um, one last point on the juniors before we wrap them up is uh, there's a lot of high school kids <laughs> beating guys beating guys at the senior level, man, like beating guys that won or, or beating guys that won matches um, at the NCAAs. I mean, there's sophomores in high school beating guys that have won matches at the NCAA tournament. And overall, I think um, one of the big themes from the community after U.S. Open weekend was how good, how good are these guys getting at a young age? Yeah, and I think this is, this is not a new topic. It's something in the last couple of years – We've noticed the the gap between high school and college is smaller and smaller every year, and um, guys are just more ready. Coaching is better. Um, the education uh, of the coaches and the wrestlers is better. The co- I mean, it's just kind of this thing that is um, kind of built on itself, and now it, it's getting to the point where um, 
I wasn't surprised. All right, so I'm trying to. I'm going to try to express this. It, even though Fix dominated three straight college wrestlers, it, it wasn't because they were college wrestlers that it blew my mind. It was just because I had really high opinions of Ronnie Bresser and Steven Meechich. Does that make sense? Like yeah. it's to the point that it's not about college high school anymore really because we've seen right. it too many times it's just like i just think Michich and bressa are really really good and would be surprised if fix could beat them it was just well, like go, yeah going into it i i mean we both thought we both thought Michich was think, gonna win right i didn't think fix was gonna even approach beating Michich. i mean i thought it was gonna be you know i don't know eight two yeah something i don't know uh bresser i thought bresser would give a fix fits um but, but you, you did just, say off on the phone with me, um, not on the show. You said Dayton Fix can beat Ronnie Bresser, so I'll give you. You may not give yourself credit there. You you felt like Dayton could win that match, because uh, yeah, yes, but I thought it would be more difficult than what it was. Yeah, and the thing is, it was difficult for like a minute or two, and then he just well when Ronnie got like Bresser got in on two shots, I think that Dayton somehow. Something somehow managed to not, and I think I don't know. Maybe Bresser was like, "What the heck? What do I have to do to take this kid down?" Yeah, and then and then it was all Dayton. Um, I interrupted you though. Keep but going. yeah, uh, what was I saying? We were talking about college and high school and how um, I basically said, you know, it being it's well, okay. Here's here's a a point, and especially in um, freestyle and Greco, and I said this years ago. Okay, so in the United States, the junior and cadet level had got it had gotten overlooked, in my opinion, and had had become less of a point of emphasis from the community, from the media, from USA Wrestling it's themselves. All right, and I'll explain it like this: like so, Fargo was always a big thing, right? Right. And that was about it. That was about it. You might over, you know, you might look and see uh, results from the world championships, but nobody talked about it that much. Uh, even even the clubs that are now producing the junior world team members, it wasn't as big of a point of emphasis as um, maybe it should be. And USA Wrestling. Uh, you know, maybe like 25 years ago, they they used to have these SBAR trips. They used to have these these international trips or, or exchange exchange things where this team came over here and wrestled and we went over there and and we had guys that would um, go to the U Ukraine and 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 travel and get international experience. Well, that went away for a while. They stopped that. Uh, it used to be called Tour de Monde, um, and they stopped those Espar tournaments, and now it's coming back. And and the, the there's kids. Like Mark Hall, like a lot of guys at the junior level and cadet level that are spending time at the OTC. Right. So, so why are these guys? And and I'll I'll say that Flow Wrestling could be a little bit of a part of it too. Is that Flow Wrestling the last couple of years has made Akron a huge deal, has made universities a huge deal. You know, we Flow Wrestling has blown that coverage out of the water. It's made it a, a point of emphasis. It made it a date on the calendar for everybody to focus on. And um, more and more guys are, 
are training specifically for that. They're making it a bigger deal. And, and but the the people I really want to credit the most with the development of the the reason you're seeing these guys like Dayton Fix and Mark Hall winning and maybe Anthony Valencia is USA Wrestling people themselves. They've it, it's the job they're doing and bringing them to the OTC, having them train at camps, having them wrestle with uh, senior level guys. Um, in my opinion, that's made all the difference in the world, and that's why you're seeing these guys at the youth level excel and beat and, and beat older guys. Yep. All right. Um, enough junior talk. You want to get the get the Logie? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's one guy nobody's talking about, right? I mean, Logan Steber, the toast of the town uh, for the entire season, NCAA's, and one of uh, a handful ever to win four titles, and. He takes fourth at the open, and really nobody's talking about him. Yeah, uh, loses to Kellen Russell two times, um, and and do you think, <laughs> it, in, in Logan's mind, is he saying, "I just got done with college, you know, I'm not quite acclimated to the freestyle game." Do you think he has questions about his freestyle potential at all after after getting fourth, or is it, "Hey, I'm going to the trials; it's a whole new ball game." You know, <clears throat> you know, I don't know the. the question about coming off NCAAs is a valid one. I mean, is it that he's tired? Is it that he's not freestyle adjusted? Or is it just, I mean, maybe there's nothing wrong whatsoever. Maybe it's just that Kellen Russell's really good. So I don't, maybe there's no problem there whatsoever. You know what I think. I mean, I'm on record saying Logan Steber should be a 61. So yeah, that, I... that's, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I, and I wonder if that's changed in his mind at all. If he's just committed to sixty-five, I mean, you know, part part of me thinks he could be the guy at sixty-one. But man, it's if the cut if the cut's that big, maybe he's got time to add some muscle to his body and maybe become a a full size sixty-five. But you see Jordan Oliver out there, and it's like if he walked next to Logan Steber, it's like such a huge size difference. And when you're talking about it's one thing size doesn't matter for Logan in college just because he's so much better than everyone. But all these guys are so good that that that's a real thing. Um, so so I don't know. No one's talking about him right now. But I he, don't know. He's I don't a, know that he's only one big win away from being like here he is. Here's yeah, Logan. Yeah, I mean if he beats if he beats Jordan Russell, he's in the semis, right? Yeah. yeah I, I mean, and and then we're not talking about. We're not talking about, well, why did Steber have – I guess it's underwhelming, right? It's I guess it's sort of a disappointing tournament, but it's not really. I mean, he lost to Kellen Russell. Twice, yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting that Kellen lost to Hunter. And I, I don't know if how many times Logan and Kellen have ever wrestled, but it's just funny that – and basically the difference in those matches were Hunter's ability to finish – and it was kind of – it was unbelievable because if you watch Kellen Russell – when's the last time When's the last time that Hunter beat Kellen? I mean, it was a while ago. It's a long time ago, but it was in the midst of Kellen Russell being, you know, that guy in college. I mean, it was a right. really long time ago. It was like – So Kellen Russell once lost. It was, I mean, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> this one time, Kellen Russell lost a match. Oh, my gosh. I'm just saying it's funny. They're brothers. It's br- – all right, it's not mildly interesting that the um not there's two brothers. One of I them mean, won- No, I don't think it's interesting. Like 
He beat him in folk style 18 years ago, and now Kellen Russell beats Logan. It's not a thing, as you say. It's not a thing. It's it's a it's an interesting tidbit. I'm not saying this is worth um, heady analysis. Let me ask you this: saying, Who you got? Who you got? I was right on Reese Humphrey, but who you got? Logan Skeeber, Reese Humphrey. Uh, I I watched him wrestle once. Uh, they wrestled at the U.S. Open. I think they wrestled more than that, but I remember their last match at the U.S. Open. Remember feeling like Logan was better, but Reese got. I don't know. I'll say I'll say Reese. But I don't. I don't know. Who's Who's bigger? Let me ask you this: Who's bigger? Who's, I'm gonna bang this drum forever and bigger? ever. Logan Stever's bigger than Reese. Yeah, you're on crack. Who's bigger, Logan Stever or Kendrick Maple? Kendrick Maple. Is exactly. And Kendrick Maple's at six foot one. Logie, go back, listen to Willie prayers, think about this, go sixty one and see what happens, bud. Uh, well. I mean, he could reasonably be fourth or worse at sixty-one. I mean, if he, he could, l- he could reasonably be the world team member as well. Guess where he's not going to be a world team member this year? Sixty-six, sixty-five, sixty-five. All right, whatever. We're we're gonna disagree. Uh, but you know what? You, you irritated me. The Hunter Logan thing is just interesting. It's of note. Okay, it's just a little thing that the brother that has won zero titles beat the guy. That the guy who won four titles couldn't. That's just interesting. Okay? Yeah, one time in Reno, seventeen years ago. <laughs> it wasn't in Reno. It was in Vegas. And in the interesting thing. Breaking news: Jordan Burroughs lost a youth tournament. Now you're just, that's just hyperbolic. You're living in the hyperbolic time chamber. Um, let's get to Russia, the motherland. Okay, you ready for this? Yes. You ready to not talk about Logan Stever anymore? Um, no, I might bring it up. Dennis Sargouche goes down in the quarters to someone whose name I, I've never seen before, and he didn't even win Russian Nationals. Um, you should have saw the name before because Jordan Burroughs absolutely worked him at the World Cup. Yeah, Tactical. well, that match wasn't long enough for me to figure out how to phonetically pronounce his name, and then the match was over. So I was just, you know, watching Jordan be Jordan. So Sargush is wrestling this guy. And he's up 2-0. And fluke. I'm calling fluke. A, a, a million percent fluke. Um, and we've seen Sargush do this. He'll, he will hold back in a match before a big match. He did that against um, – he did that in Worlds last year. Yes, he did. Right before the Burroughs match. Everyone's like, wow, Sargush doesn't look good. No, Sargush knows he gets tired and knows what he needs to do to win a match, and he'll just win the match by, uh, you know, the slimmest of margins and, more importantly, the slimmest of effort necessary, okay? Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's very aware of, his, um, of, of who's in front of him and who's going to be his next match. So he was preparing for a big match. He was up 2-0. This guy had not been close to scoring. The guy finds his way to get um, a quick snap down go behind gets the two and basically takes a lead because two is bigger than two sometimes and he, <laughs> he loses the match and ignore the I'm telling you right now ignore that four point throw at the end ignore it because if you think that happens to Dennis Sargouche when he's winning you're out of your mind you've never watched him wrestle um, so it's a well I said I said that earlier in the show you have to take it's in, it's the, in the D, D. You, you have to watch this 
you have to watch the details in the situation and not just be like, oh, Dennis Sargush lost. He's not the same Dennis. No. Think about the situation. Think about how what Sargush always does, and and it'll make a little bit more sense. And if the Russians have any sense, they'll find a way to send him. I mean, he's the returning world champion. For, I hope for they don't. Oh, well, I mean, well, part of me is like, I, I want I want everything that can favor the United States, right? Like that's a I, I want Jordan Burroughs or whoever we send to win, but at the same time, it's almost like you want Jordan to go through and prove he's the best. I want him to show he's better. He's two and one against Sargush, and when he's been healthy, he's two and zero oh against him. So I, I I want him there in a way. I really it doesn't matter to me. You don't, don't want, want the best guys there. I don't care. Why? Why is that? Well, then why have? I mean, do you want? Then why should we send Jordan Burroughs if you don't even care if the best guys go? Uh, I want Jordan Burroughs to win. I'm not saying that he can't beat Sargush. I think if I I pick Jordan Burroughs to win, but if he ain't there, ain't no skin off my back. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna marginalize him winning the world title this year if Dennis Sargush isn't the guy for Russia. I don't care. No. It's the same thing with it's the same thing with Jake Varner the other year uh, at the Olympics. Well, this guy got upset and this guy got hurt. I don't care. Who cares? Yeah. One guy one guy won the freaking tournament. No, but I don't know. Part part of me, it, my rationale is for other people or even the foreigners. I don't even want them to think. Well, he won, but they didn't send Sargush. I want everyone to know. The Burroughs is one of the best to ever do it. I want him to go and beat Sargush in a six-minute match, both healthy, and then everyone can remember that he's the best wrestler in the world. And it's not he is the best. He is the best wrestler in the world. Okay, but you, that's not the that's not the that's our opinion. That's not world. I want that to be international. Uh, I think it is. I, I, think, it I is. think he is. I think he is held in high esteem, but. Um, by the international community. I mean, the Iranians. He's the number one guy in the world. Everybody knows it. I, I talked to him. He doesn't need. He doesn't need Dennis Sargush to to legitimize that or to validate that. I I think if you don't think that bolsters his uh, legacy, his, yeah, you're 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 crazy. You're crazy if you don't think that matters. Yeah, and then there'll be some people be like, oh, so so what? He beat Sargush. Sargush lost at his own tournament. I mean, you can make a million arguments. I really don't care. I don't really care one way or the other. If Sargush is the guy to go, Jordan will beat him anyway. Right. So let's have him go. Wouldn't that be better? It's gonna be better wrestling. I don't. I don't care one way or the other. No, you don't care if good wrestling happens at the World Championships. Interesting take. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of, someone told me yesterday, an American, uh, who I respect a lot, Lee Roper, that he thinks because I I tweeted him and then we text a little bit. About Abdusalam Gadisov. He thinks Gadisov's the best wrestler in the world. Eh. And honestly, I don't know if you guys watch it. 97 kilogram guy, um, ginormous. This dude's physique is 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 stunning. Um, if I if I may say so. And well, by what metric? Or okay, finish your point. By what metric? Okay. Well, he's a he. Pretty much any scoring exchange that occurs anymore. With Gadisov, he scores. Like, he shoots, and he scores every time. Or that guy shoots, and he scores. every. Like, I watched his Russian Nationals matches, and it's like, it's it's crazy. There's there's 
five exchanges in the match, and he wins all of them, like re- regardless. So um, I think I've seen a, a tremendous uptick in his performance, and uh, I think he's excellent. And is he, I mean, skill for skill, yeah, I like I like JB. But it, Gadisov is now, I think he's maybe surpassing even Sajulayev, uh, maybe surpassing, you know, Gatsalov and all these other guys. So maybe he is the guy. Maybe he is the number two or number one guy in the uh, in the world. I think I think it's definitely a question. Lee Roper, who watches more than we do, Willie, you have to acknowledge that, seems to think that it is possible. What well, is- yeah, no, I hey, I'm not, I ain't sleeping on on Roper's assessment. Roper's awesome, man, and uh, and Gadisov is right. Th- he is right there. He could be number one. I'm not disagreeing with Lee on one hand, but like on by what metric, right? Are you talking about just right now, in the moment, at this time, Gadisov is the most talented wrestler in the world, the best wrestler in the world? Or, you know, do you go back to that thing where it's like um, legacy? Like, like he has the credentials that says he's the best because he, in my opinion, he doesn't. He, uh, he stumbled a couple times. Well, I mean, his stumbles are not exactly, you know, he lost. He didn't late. even make his team. What in 2013? Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, he was right. Th- he was winning that whole match. Gave up a late takedown and lost. Okay. Uh, he didn't make his team. Okay, that's not like um. Oh, he didn't start for you know. Easton High School. It's he not, was JV. It, you make it so- stop acting like. Being there was a year Dennis Sargush didn't make the team. The morons from Russia didn't Absolutely. even send him, and then that Absolutely. guy went one and out. So, uh, basic Kadukov uh, that one year didn't make the team. I mean, what are you so, hearing? The legends that have not so made this what? team, world champions don't. The, so what? The point is, world champions don't make the team in Russia. Uh, he's the best in the world. He's JV from his country. That was that was two years ago. Okay. Um. So so that one match is okay. He, and, uh, he lost to Yazdani. In okay, who was for a very long time considered the maybe best guy in the world next to Jordan. Uh, over another overrated. Whatever you were all in. Stop acting like you would do. I cannot believe you're saying this right now. You were all in for the leopard. He laid an egg at. At Worlds, and now you're no, acting like you've been a difference cool. No, between, you've been high on him. You've been talking about how amazing he is, and then he has a bad Worlds, and now all of a sudden no, the a Leopard's fan. a kid. I'm a fan of, like, no. just don't, don't, you got to separate me being a fan between, uh, from me being, like, an assessor of talent. Oh, okay. Yazdani, I was, like, the biggest Yazdani fan ever, right? But, I mean, just like Adisov. They they stumble sometimes, and we're talking about we're talking about best in the I world. Mean, and I'm st- stumbles. Uh, you're you're losing in Russia in the finals. You're losing to a, a world champion. The, those are stumbles. I know, but you're trying to you're trying to convince me that he's the best guy in the on the planet. Jordan Burroughs lost to Nick Marable. How's that for a stumble? Um, Last I checked, Nick Marable's not a world champion. How many how many world titles did Gadisov win in the last three years? Four years? I mean, he's, he's how many did he win in the last four years? One. One, right? Burroughs won three. Okay, we're t- I'm talking right now. I'm not. Hey. Okay, so that's what you have to 
delineated. Uh, that's so it's just on world world titles? That's, that's what I'm asking you. That's what I'm asking you. We're talking about – I mean, come on. You're a ranker. You know it's not just – uh, it's it's a uh, it's what's happening now. It's what's. What, in did you not hear my question? Right. By what so by what, what metric are you saying? Are you saying right now he's the best in the world? Or are you saying that he has the best resume? Well, they, he, what do you think? Do you think he, I'm he saying? Certainly doesn't. Do you have think the best I'm resume? saying that Abdusalam Gadisov has the best resume? Do you think that's okay. what I'm saying? Does it so sound like I, said, I think he has the best so when resume I said, in the world? When I said by what metric, you have then then the answer should have been very simple. You said Willie, right now. He's the best wrestler in the world. Obviously. Okay. Because. And I'm not saying he wa- he necessarily is. I'm saying it's a question. And obviously it's because of the level he's wrestling at right now. Not freaking his stacking up his resume. Okay. It's hard to make the team in Russia. Stop. If you ever call someone that loses at Russian Nationals JV again, I will <laughs> smack you. That is. That is so downright. You ain't smacking no one. I will smack your face. I will. I will. Because I'll see you in. Well, next you week. just tried to tell me that the best um, wrestler on the planet was JV last year, or two years ago. It was two years ago. He so won what? worlds. So what? He won. So so what? So what? That's what you. Have. Whenever you're, I played the trump card. You hit me with the so what. You got us. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ban so what from your vocabulary. You have to stop saying. Oh, that. this guy's the best. This guy's the best in the world. Yeah, where was he at 2013 Worlds? Well, he didn't make the team. Where was oh? Where was Sajulayev? Where was Sajulayev in 2013 Worlds? I mean, it's a dumb argument. Sajulayev was in the in the womb. He was like four years old. Do, do you really think that kid's only like 20 years old? No, he's 32. He's <laughs> Same with uh, Gogaev, who beat Snyder last year. Yeah, whatever. That, Let's see the bro- that guy voted for Reagan. What are who are you <laughs> yeah. fooling? Give me a break. Gogaev's still a junior. Goodness gracious. That guy's good, though. How good is Russia? That guy, I don't even think he didn't even make the finals for seniors. Watch. Gogaev's going to go cadets this year. Watch. He's <laughs> yeah. going to have Jordan Wood in the finals. I heard he's wrestling at Schoolboy Duels. Schoolboy <laughs> Duels. He's, he's, he's going to be at Pop and Flow this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why um, can't they get some birth certificates on these guys? I mean, come on. From what what would a what would it mean to you if Russia produced a birth certificate for you? I mean, what, what I love how they have the European under twenty three. What, what what does that really mean? That means that they're not anyone that's not on AARP is twenty three under twenty three championships. Yeah, isn't Sargush like supposedly like way younger than he is? That guy was beating Askren at like seventeen years old, I think, because he's still like kind of youngish. I, I mean. But my point is, what what would a Russian birth certificate mean, anyways? I mean, there's that that government's off the chain, right? Like, well, what I what I wonder is, and I don't care. I honestly, I don't care. What I wonder is, I, yeah, I don't care either, right? I mean, if if Aaron Pico is going to wrestle a guy from Iran that's 23 in the junior finals, um, you know, what you got? I think be, I now be, to, to be well, fair, here's, here's now, what I is pretty young looking. I thought he looked young. All right, yeah, well, maybe that's a bad example, but. Gogaev, okay. Yeah. Gogaev and Snyder. What I'm, what I'm interested in is, why, if you're Russia, why do you want to fake it? Why do you, why do you want your 24 year old guy to wrestle at juniors? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, because for for the reason that we've said, it these tournaments are incredible. But it's more, it's to honestly, it's more beneficial to our guys to take a loss. 
How? I mean, how? Well, in the same way, it's more beneficial for uh, Mark Hall to wrestle um, Chris Pendleton. God. Right, right. When you talk about Kerry Cola and why he was successful, not only was he a freak and he was just amazing, but he was supposedly working out at West Virginia every day. I mean, when you want, when you want, it's the same reason like seventh graders. Okay, go, so the competition help. I mean, I don't think one match of competition. The, fine, Kyle Snyder, get your experience against our guy. We're gonna win a title. I mean, they. What do they care? Well, what? Uh, what do they care if? Okay, your twenty-four-year-old beat our eighteen-year-old. So, what's in it for you? You you get a title. You win a junior world championship. I mean, what? It happens all the time. It happens in America. Danny Almonte and that's a, that's a trophy, huh? That's a trophy. It's I mean, probably like uh, huge money for the you know Russian. Well, wait, all right. Federation. So here's a question: Why doesn't why doesn't Fila? Yeah, I said it. Fila. Why doesn't Fila really look into it? How how could you? I mean, what do you mean? How could you? It's bullshit. Willie, you don't like when I, Christian doesn't like when I curse. I'm gonna hang up on Willie. He's got one more, and he's gone. Um, no, it's <laughs> it's crazy. It's I I don't I don't think it's that. Um, it's not that simple. I mean, they could produce any birth certificate they want. They could produce the Russian government could just fabricate one. Like what would they care? They want to win. I don't know. There's, there's got to be something. There's got to be something they could do to prevent twenty-four year olds from wrestling at juniors. Anyway, next topic. Next topic. Um, want to talk Schultz series last couple minutes? Yeah, let's do it. What do you think? I thought it was amazing. Yeah, that's what I got. That's what I got. That's I thought it was amazing. I thought it was really good. It was a good the fr- freaking the opening of the first episode. You couldn't really do anything for like three minutes after you listened to that, because you were paralyzed. It was so amazing. Yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, episode one, Schultz reveals a, a, I guess you can call it a dream that Dave had before he was born. It's it is uh it it was chilling. It was kind of crazy, and it's. Man, it's it's one of those people just listen to you say that and think you're on acid right now. I know, I know. It, it takes some explaining, but listen, that's why you need to watch it. it and you have to, to watch it. it. Yeah, it, it was it was really good. It was powerful. It was um, yeah, it was sad. It was sad to see, you know, that someone as amazing as Mark Schultz has been out of the sport, away from the sport, and and you kind of understand why. You know, it's the sport brought him some of his worst memories you know kind of indirectly but you know there's a lot of negative feelings i'm sure that he still associates with the sport and that's going to make it um hard for him to um i mean there's definitely there's definitely a lot of negativity there i mean there's a lot of animosity yeah so i i hope that um bader tried to get him to go to ncaa's and i don't think he made it but um i i would like to See him around the sport. I think it'd be well, you know what good we're for gonna the sport do, and us. You know what we're gonna do too is we're gonna we're gonna have Bader um, do a segment where he talks about the making of Dave Schultz and and maybe some outtakes and things that didn't get into the piece and and just Bader's experience shooting with with Schultz. And I think it's gonna be. Uh, I mean, I think it's gonna be awesome. I think it's gonna be a really cool cool thing to. See um, even more, more of a perspective of 
of uh, Mark Schultz. So uh, looking forward to that. But you know what it also illuminates is, is there are some crazy people in wrestling, and DuPont might have been the mayor of Crazy Town. Uh, I mean, he talks it, about he uses his athletic athletic tenacity tenacity against a fish when he's fishing. He's like, I I mean, that was it was just such a tremendous that video. Well, the he, documentary he made on himself was about the most insightful piece of media that you could ever do. Just, but listen, there are crazy people. I guess as long as there are dollars to be spent by. Uh, eccentric billionaires there is a room for you in any institution however okay let's let's make it clear DuPont was allowed in wrestling because he donated to wrestling he he helped wrestlers out right but there are a lot of weirdos in wrestling I mean and it's not difficult to get in the fraternity I, I don't know I just think yeah you got in I mean, that's not far off from being true. Like, not that I'm weird, but you can work your way into wrestling. Yeah. I don't know. I think we got to – I think – I mean, I've seen club coaches that should not be allowed around children. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're donating money and time, you can get into wrestling, and, and we should probably watch out for that, man. Yeah. So on that uh, negative note, we are, we are done for the day. We'll be back uh, next Monday. Um, at 9 a.m. Central. As far as I know, that's going to happen. Uh, so thanks a lot for tuning in. Uh, and we will see you next time. Thanks, guys.